Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about grabbing that raccoon tail? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh! Good afternoon, Kelsey. Good afternoon, Robert. See, you see, these people, these people think, oh, they're... They're just podcasting. They don't have to do a lot of hard work. It's the holiday today. It is a holiday today, y'all. And we're working for you. Full time. I know. This is a never-ending <laughs> gig, okay? All right. I have some quick updates for you from Update one of me. our past shows. Okay? All right. Fill me in. Okay. That will kind of lead into our big topic. Okay. All right? <clears throat> well, first of all, I got my... Retrolink GameCube controller in finally. Oh fuck yeah! So plug it into the computer, go and play some GameCube games. Fucking none of the none of the buttons work. What? I'm like, okay, press forward. Ah, he moved. Good, good. Just playing Luigi's Mansion to test it out, right? Yeah. So I use the C stick to move Luigi around. He's a uh, he's just standing there. Okay. Uh, ooh, let's call for Mario. It's the best button in the whole game. You press A, and he just screams, Mario! Mario! Trying to find him, right? Yeah. I press A, and he just looks up. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? Oh my god. So I stayed up for like three hours into the wee hours of the morning trying to figure out what to fucking do. And I finally figured out how to remap every single button on the face of the thing in that program. <laughs> Holy shit. And now I'm finally playing a an interesting GameCube game that I wanted to tell okay. you about. Okay. All right. What are you the playing? The whole reason Super I Mario got Sunshine. this. Sunshine. No. Fuck that. Nah. <laughs> uh, which, thank you, Ismail, for pointing out that they did fucking finally announce the Mario yes. 35th anniversary thing. September 18th. Yeah. Fucking next week. You kidding me? I know. And a brief aside. So it's not... They're not remastered. Like, the Super Mario 64 Ugh. is still in 4-3 ratio and 30 FPS, so it's not, like, it's not updated. Yeah, it's but... basically just like, hey, here's the game, but you can play it on your Switch now. Yeah, but I think I'm okay with it because it's $60 for three games, three good games. Yeah, but here's something that I bet you didn't think about. You ready? What? Yeah. They're going to have to have reworked the controls for Super Mario Sunshine. Oh. You ready? Okay. The GameCube had what we call analog triggers, okay? Okay. Which, which means that you could do like a half press down to a full press, but oh, there was yeah. a separate click, right? Uh-huh. And in Super Mario Sunshine, if you pulled it all the way down, Mario sat in place and could spray wherever and like he wouldn't move as a person. Yeah. We have... I always hear them talk about the old, but not what the new one's called. So I guess they're just called digital triggers, Okay. And they don't operate the same, so a lot of people, when they're playing old GameCube games, like in ROMs, like I'm trying to do for the game that I'm playing, yeah, controllers don't work because newer controllers don't have the same type of triggers, so some of the games are unplayable. 
I never even thought about that. So Mario Sunshine may be tweaked a little bit. Okay. So they at least enhanced something. Yeah? Yeah, I, w- I was a little upset that it that they didn't really pretty these things up. I know. Because Mario Sunshine... Okay, so real quick. The GameCube. Yes. Top tier, probably one of the greatest gaming systems of all time. The GameCube? The fucking GameCube, dude. <laughs> okay. Things on the GameCube look amazing still today. I never owned one, so I don't really like have a frame of reference, you know? <clears throat> dude. PlayStation 2 games still don't look as good as some GameCube games do today. Damn. And Mario Sunshine is gorgeous. It's a beautiful game. It is a really pretty game. I would have liked to have seen that, like, given, like, a remaster treatment and really yeah. just, like, I mean, just slap some makeup on that shit, you know? <laughs> but Mario Galaxy is just breathtaking to look at. If that had been scaled up, we, we wouldn't need games anymore. <laughs> Top tier visuals reached. Up. Yep. We don't need to do video games anymore. Mario has finished it. He's the best. He won all the medals. He can all go home. Taylor actually had told me about it too, and she goes, Did you know that it's a digital only release? Yeah. And I went, Oh shit. That sucks. Okay. You buy one, and then I'm going to buy one. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. We're going to spend like 120 bucks on this, right? So you're each going to get one for each of your Switches? Yeah. Okay. Well, she likes digital games anyway, and so yeah. I usually will buy the physical card, and then we'll swap it for a while, and then she'll wind up buying the digital down the road. Okay. Right? I actually found out there is a physical copy that is being made of this game. Oh, really? Now, the thing about this game is, it's only available until March of next year. Yeah, so it's a limited release, like Disney Vault style. Yeah. So, you know... I got the physical solely to say that I have that physical game when it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so you're gonna, you want the trophy. You want that physical presence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Am I going to open it and play it? You bet your fucking ass. I'm not just going to let it sit in a box. I'm not, I'm <laughs> okay, not ever going to get rid of it. Yeah. When I buy those collectible things, there's no intention of me ever giving it away to somebody else. Yeah. It's mine. You're it's mine to ever. have. But so, Yeah glad that's coming out that's fantastic but so i got this gamecube controller fixed up because i want to play paper mario and the thousand year door oh yeah which is what everybody says is the top tier cream of the crop paper mario game okay so i'm starting that i did start it and the the emulator that i'm playing it on is not great because I've seen the beginning of this game, and you get attacked by, like, a hundred Goombas at, like, one time. <laughs> okay. Well, that part came up, and only their shadows appeared. Oh, creepy. And I was like, uh, this doesn't look right. So, <laughs> it might be a little hinky, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I guess I'll play it that way, because I still want to play it and see how it is. Right. So, got the controller to work, solely to play that. I guess I'll play this before Origami King and then go to that later, because Taylor's still playing that one, so. Okay. Yeah, I've still not finished Origami King. We're still in the exact same spot. I want to pick it up again, but. I was going to say, are you still playing it, or are you like, I'm putting it down for a bit? We just got distracted by other games, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, like, several other games came mm-hmm. out, and we were like, let's shift focus, and then never shifted back, so. You preaching to the choir here, okay? 
<laughs> you know how many games I have started, been at the end, and go, ooh, this just came out. And then it's constantly, I'm buying a game, getting to the end, starting a new game, getting to the end, going like, oh yeah, I should beat that old game. Beating the old one, buying a new game, getting to the end, oh yeah, I should beat the old one. So it's constantly, I'm beating the end of old games constantly. Yes. It's like a terrible Ouroboros, but you never ever reach the end. Yeah. I'm trying to go play one game, beat one game, then you can buy a new game, you know? It's so easy to get distracted. It is. Because games are fun. Games are fun. I want to play all of them at the same time. So, I had to tell you about this, though. I was playing Fall Guys the other day. Mm Mm-hmm. I won two in a row. Oh, shit. I won two in a row. Hot damn. And I'm still playing it, so I guess my question is answered. I don't feel like I need to stop. <laughs> okay, good. <clears throat> but I beat it for one reason only. To get the crown? I was mad. Oh. If I game angry, my skills reach, like, another level. Game with a purpose. Dude, when I'm mad and go sit down behind a controller, shit's about to get wrecked. <laughs> I-, I was I was heartless to these people in these races and stuff and i was winning yeah like i was just i was just angry sometimes you gotta get angry i had like some just bad stuff going on that morning oh like uh watching a couple friends dogs and stuff yeah they weren't going potty like they should (laughs) and then i think like like just they weren't listening and then jinx wasn't listening and then Toast got mad at me for giving him a shot, and it was like, why is everyone against me? <laughs> I like, will just get gonna, this crown. I'm just going to play Fall Guys. <laughs> and, man, who knew that, you know, I mean, the dark side might have something going for it when they say, you know, put the <laughs> anger behind it. It works. Through strength, I gain power. <clears throat> but so, man, I, I even beat this one that I never thought I would. You've You've watched some gameplay, right? I've seen a couple of them, so I know, like, the raccoon tail one, and I know there's one where you, like, jump on honeycombs. Okay, that honeycomb one is a beast. It is the hardest thing. That's the one that Tim the Tatman won, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Me and Taylor have agreed. We'll never beat the honeycomb one. I beat the honeycomb one. Oh, my God. And I kind of felt bad. Like, see, to win that game, we have to play the way that we don't like to play. What, play mean? Like, I'm all good for, like, fair competition. Yeah. But not, like, I'm going to straight dick you over. (laughs) And that's the way you win in Fall Guys. And so I was just having to straight dick people over, and I won. Well. And I kind of felt bad, but I was angry, so I was like, I just just win. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But so, like, I was having to, like, cut people's paths off and just let them die and I was like, sorry, but I'm more important right now. <laughs> oh, man. Like, that makes me feel bad. That's kind of why I like Call of Duty or anything like that. Because it's just like, the skill of whoever can get that shot off better. Yeah. It's not like Fall Guys, where I can like hold a person in place over the edge of something, let the <laughs> ground disappear, and, and, then, and then just drop them. Oh, my God. It's like holding them underwater in the bathtub. Yeah, because like, when you grab somebody to hold them, they can't get away. That's that, that's really personal. Yeah, they are they are stuck there until you let go again. Well, I think it like times out, so like you can only hold them for like five seconds, 
But people have done that to me a bunch. They'll like hold me in, in a place, and I'm like moving the stick all around, and I can't move. And then a wall <laughs> will come by and just knock me off the bridge. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, you just you you literally just killed me. Or this one, I was playing, and there's these balance beams, right? Yeah. You have to go across these balance beams, and there's like slime rising up above the entire like course that you're on. Okay. And these people were standing on the balance beam so nobody else could pass them. Oh, God. And they let, like, 50 people die below them and then left and completed the race. <laughs> Holy shit. That's that cruel. is straight dicking you over, you know? It sounds like that's what you kind of have to do to win in these games. It is, and I don't like it. <laughs> but, I, but you gotta sometimes, I guess. Gotta be rude. Anything else going on with you lately? Um, I want to touch on the Sims Star Wars expansion because... Okay. I I stated last time how excited I was and that I was going to get it day one. Well, it sounded like you were a little skeptical. Well. You you were like, I'm going to get it, but I don't have high hopes. Yeah. So. Okay. I I, I always kind of like curb my hopes with EA and The Sims because they tend to like dangle the carrot. And then when you bite the carrot, it's actually just made of cardboard. So. Yeah. Turns out this is another cardboard carrot. Um, Damn it. Okay. (laughs) So aliens in the sims are already like a fleshed out thing they're like an occult an occult um okay race i guess like they have witches they have wizards they have aliens they have fairies and stuff so vampires you, right vampires yeah you get to be like okay. different um aspects of just some kind of cool occult thing and you have different special abilities for it okay and so you would think that with all the different star wars alien races that they could just build those into the existing alien occult lifestyle right I mean, the groundwork is laid. So it's why laid. Not, right? Why not walk on the path? Uh, no, EA said we're going to give you guys stockings and long gloves and big creepy masks that you can pretend to be an alien, but you'll still be a human underneath it all. So they gave you costumes. You're yes. not actually an alien, yes. like you are with the other ones, right? So like. What's the point, EA? Like, what have you done here? I don't know why. And I don't think, from what I've heard, I don't think Jedi and Sith are even a thing in this. Like, there's typically when you get a game expansion or a stuff pack like this, you get um, different aspirations. Like, I want to be a Jedi and you can learn the Force. Why don't they build out another occult item that's like, you can be either Jedi or Sith and you learn the Force and you get different abilities. Because, I mean the groundwork exists why why not use it but no ea was like how about costumes and it looks terrifying when you put on all the alien stuff at once like you get these thigh high stockings and uh like bicep high gloves and then the mask like cuts across your shoulders so it looks almost like the alien is wearing a human romper as pointed out by one of my friends which okay is maybe the best phrase i've ever heard human romper like i want a human romper <laughs> just looks like it's made of skin it's terrible i wish they had done better do you think this could have anything to do with like work from home and corona stuff they were like we just don't have the resources to build this right so let's make it cosplay i don't know man i i don't i i feel like or do I you wish... want to just say that it's EA living up to their worst company ever title that they win every year? I think that's it, because okay. I want to believe that they were going to try and do something good here, and maybe they got sidetracked due to the pandemic, but 
also at the same time is probably just EA being EA. Okay. <sighs> get me mad, get me heated. Oh man, you got one of those? I got one of those. I haven't done that yet. I'm still I I'm still drinking some coffee. Can't have just coffee on this bright morning. I just don't even know what to say cuz it's just like wasted opportunity. I know. So, I'm not going to buy this day one anymore. I'm probably going to wait for it to do like a big sale or a price drop. Oh, so you haven't bought it yet. Good. Okay. No. Yeah, I'm not going to buy it until EA apologizes formally <laughs> in, in the way of a price drop. I mean, I've never really still played The Sims, so I don't know how all the different things, like DLC stuff, how, how big it usually is. But I remember when they did that island living one uh huh, with, with like the mermaids and stuff, and that looked like a substantial addition to the game. Yeah, that one was really good because you got a cool new map, you got cool new jobs to go with it, the environment responds to stuff that you do and I Yeah, see that was cool. Yeah, I just wanna see more stuff like that, you know? And so is this more just like you can dress up as your favorite Star Wars persons. Yes, that's exactly it. Play oh, dress see, up. Yeah, then like what's the point? Right. I'm not gonna spend forty bucks on it. No. Ew, forty bucks? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I would need like several you should be able to go to, like, a Star Wars-themed place. Like, you could be like, hey, I want to be a Star Wars bartender and be able to go to, like, a pub and other people can come in and, like, get drinks and it's like a mingle area or something, I mean, you know? they're going to have a map that's Star Wars-themed, so there's going to be, like, cantinas and stuff, but okay, it, it's, it's just going to be cosmetics, you know? It's not going to be any kind of game-changing, yeah. groundbreaking stuff. Don't like it. Don't approve. Nope. Nintendo, you're doing the Lord's work. EA, come on. Doing Satan's work. Come on. Well, I've been feeling a little philosophical lately. Philosophical. Philosophical lately. So I wanted to do what our listeners love for us to do. We don't do it often. But I want to go deep. Ooh, go deep. want to go deep. Go deep. So... I don't know. I think it has a lot to do with the way, like, 2020 has gone. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The way we've talked about the last few episodes of 2020 just continues to surpass our expectations. Well, like, the world seems to be bad, but at the same time, I feel like it's really hitting, like, people at home. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? I feel like maybe it does have a lot to do with just, like, being stuck at home. Not having your usual outlets to, like, go out and do things, you right. know? But it just seems like a lot of people lately are just having a hard time with themselves as well. Yeah, our coping mechanisms are starting to kind of crumple in on themselves. Like, see, all my coping mechanisms were at home. Yep. So I'm still about the same, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, good for me, I guess, but there are other people that... You know, they they need different ways to compress at the end of a day. You yeah. Know, this is to do other things. This is the funniest thing. Uh so Ismail, who we've already talked about so many times on this episode, but I love him so much, Ismail has been tweeting every so often that he's just really craving movie theater popcorn. Uh, and I, I feel that so hard in my soul. Like, you can make popcorn at home, but I just want to go to the movies and get a bucket of popcorn that is like piss yellow and greasy and i See, just dude, want to put my whole face in it i don't like popcorn oh it I, tastes it it tastes okay 
but as soon as like a kernel gets stuck to my tooth, I go, this is why I don't fucking eat you. <laughs> and I am immediately turned off from it again. Uh, yeah. Like just, the taste is not worth the trouble for me. I just feel that so hard though. Like I, it's one of those simple things that you don't think about so often. Like, yeah, go to the movies and get some popcorn. But in this day and age, going to the movies and getting popcorn, it's like the most dangerous thing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel that in my soul. I got to piggyback off of that. I was putting away some cups the other day. I had done the dishes, putting some cups away. Can I say I'm a, I, I am a little pissed off because every year I buy the special refillable cups at Cinemark where you oh, get drinks for cheaper. Yeah. And that was basically wasted money this year. Oh my God. That sucks. Like, I bought these nice cups, and holy shit, I haven't been to a movie since, like, February. I know! The Grudge, I think, is the last movie that I saw. Hang on. I went to a movie when I was in the UK, and that was the last time I think I got to go to the theater. God, I can't even believe you were in the UK this year. I don't have my wallet, because everybody knows that I keep my movie stubs. Yeah. I actually keep them for the year, and lately I just throw them away at the start of a new year. I don't, like keep them like i used to yeah i have a shoebox somewhere of like all the movie stubs i've ever went to in high school just like full well i had a goal one year and it was i wanted to see 52 movies so one every weekend yeah right that year i ended up with 56 thank you very much uh that was like when i was in high school though i've never come close to that with like adult life (laughs) not even close man Yeah, I think the last movie I ever got to see in the theater was Little Women. Oh, really? Man, what a horrible last movie for the year. (laughs) That movie was boring. I'm sorry. It was a boring movie. Oh, boo. Oh, the last one I saw, I remember now, it was, um, what the fuck is the name of it? It was Blue Guys and the Dad is Just Legs. Onward? Yes, Onward. I saw that one. You got to see that? I did. That was like... The week where shit started to get real, I remember taking Lysol wipes to the theater and like wiping down the seat before I sat down. <laughs> but yeah, actually, was... no, I think mine was Sonic the Hedgehog because that was this year. Yeah, Valentine's. Yep, Valentine's this year. So- okay, great, great last movie for the year. Love yeah, it. that's pretty good. Yeah, okay. I was like, wait, was that was that Valentine's last year? I was like, that seems impossible. God, so much has happened this year. It's been like six years long. I don't know. I've just been thinking about, just been thinking about people lately. Yeah. And I've just been thinking about me lately and all that kind of stuff. So I just, I just kind of wanted to talk about just the ways that we see life, the way other people could see life. Because I think, especially in, in a time like this, it's easy to get lost. Oh, absolutely. It's easy to get lost in your own mind in your own head because there is nothing else there is no outside world really right now yeah we've got like hardly any distractions you know you're just left alone with your thoughts in your home and god forbid you live alone you know i i'm feel lucky to have a partner here with me that's just through through thick and thin so yeah I, i don't have to sit here alone with my thoughts but i know there's a lot of people out there who just live by themselves or they live with their parents or they live in a bad situation and they can't get out of it because of the circumstances exactly so i would just like to start this with if any of you listening are going through anything 
that's what our listener mailbox is for. Yes, please. Like, we're not trying to just have you tell us, uh, oh, you know, talk about this funny thing, or hey, here's what I thought about that. If if you need to talk, we can talk. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. We're not going to, like, if you... If you want to send us an email and you don't want us to read it on air, or if you want to, if you want us to read it anonymously on air, we can do that too. Just let us know, like, hey, don't read this. I just need somebody to vent at. I think this this whole train of thought kind of started when uh, I read that Chadwick Boseman had died. Yeah, right? you know he he was going through a hard time and continued to output good in the world. You yeah. know, and the things that he put out in the world affect people and will matter he had said something in this uh, interview that i watched and that's that's one of the reasons i'm here on this podcast he had said that you know you know he he did the black panther thing and he goes that's cool and all and i think to myself that's great but what is this going to offer to the world he's like a lot of people go oh it's just going to be good for some entertainment and all that stuff and he goes but when it's done right it brings hope to people yeah. it can change somebody when we say things on this podcast, I hope it does something for you. I hope I hope that you get a thought that you've never had, that you grow upon something in some way. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I hope that we can offer things about life that you can apply and that it does mean something and it does change something for you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I would like to leave a lasting mark through just talking with you that other people can run with, you know? You know, I never really thought about that. Like, this podcast is going to just kind of exist after you and I are gone. <laughs> yeah, if we if we were to even just stop the show now, there's, you know, 80-something shows that people can go back, listen to that. I mean, what if, like, one day, like, all right, let's say we keep going for, like, 20 more years on this, right? Right. But one day there could be some kid... That's like, man, they're like really popular today, but where'd they come from? <laughs> and it and and it can inspire them to go. They were just two people that bought some Yeti microphones and just decided to to talk to each other. Just shoot the shit you know? for an hour each week. That was what this started as. Yeah. You know, everything starts from just an idea or just everything's a, a small step leading to something bigger later. Yeah. You know? And so I just... I just kind of wanted to talk about all those kind of ways that, like, you look at life, you see things, and all that kind of stuff. Right. And to expound on that a little bit, like, this podcast for me has been one of those things that is keeping me going during quarantine because it has, it's something for me to look forward to each week, you know? Like, like I said, when you came back from your trip, I was like, this is my anchor. <laughs> this is my therapy. Like, if I don't yeah. have this every week, I feel a little bit lost, you know? Like, it's always something to, to look forward to and to say, like, it's Tuesday, we're going to record. Or it's Monday, we're releasing an episode. Yeah. So And so that's something that I wanted to tell you. You know, I've been, you know, dealing with a lot of stuff, doing things, you know, at home and with other people and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I have felt like I haven't been, like, 100% into the podcast. Yeah. Have you felt that? A little bit. I know. And I just wanted to say that I'm sorry. I love doing this podcast with you. I love doing this podcast with you, too. So, I it has not been said on the show, but I had left my job yeah. a while back. So, 
there's plenty of time for me to put a lot of effort into the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that drive just hasn't been there because of other things that have been going on. Yeah. You've had a stressful time. And so I just wanted to tell you, I love the show and I love doing the show with you. And I would like to be a bigger part of the show and do more. Okay. You know, because this can be something to somebody else, you know? Absolutely. I want it to be a voice for somebody down the road. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to our October stuff. Oh, me too. Because that's going to be a good time. Yeah. Should we tease out like a little bit of what we're going to do in October? I mean, I think we've teased out a little bit that we're going to do something every weekend. Yes, so we are But do you mean the to... content? Well, so we don't have the content nailed down quite yet, but I do know that we're going to be streaming spooky games and spooky stuff every Saturday in October on our Twitch channel. So if you're available on Saturday to watch it with us on Twitch, you can chat with us in the little chat there. Or if you're unavailable on that Saturday, you can always watch it again on our YouTube because it'll be up there permanently. Uh, quick aside... Before we, you know, get back into the heartfelt shit, uh-huh. right? I was watching some some uh, YouTube streaming the other day. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Doctor Disrespect was kicked off of Twitch? Yes. He well, he's back on YouTube. Okay. I'm sorry. I I love him. I think he's so awesome. I've never like watched enough of him to to know anything about him beyond his like Hulk Hogan looking shtick. Yeah, I mean that's like the whole thing he was in a like million dollar call of duty Warzone tournament jesus and i was watching him do some qualifyings and he was playing with like a little kid got paired with him yeah so like he has like this whole persona right yeah and he's all like tough he's like come on let's get it he's like real gruff right Mm -hmm. as soon as a little kid comes in that goes away and he just turns into a guy (laughs) oh So, like, he was playing with this kid, and he's like, hey, man, what's going on? I, you know, uh, have you won any yet today? No? Well, let's see if we can do that for you, all right? And, like, he gets real nice, and then, like, That's the sweet. kid leaves, and he's like, back to, the to like, the character, you know? <laughs> I just think he's fun. Man, he's, he is good. He is good. I watched it for, like, five hours. I was oh kind of surprised that I could watch him for that long. I've never watched a stream for five hours. Man... I've been into this streamer lately called, um, I think I tweeted about it, but I don't know if it was from the podcast account, I think just from my own. It's called Healthy Gamer GG. Mm-hmm. So what he does is he takes like popular streamers or YouTubers or whatever, and he comes onto Twitch and like has a conversation with them, just a really open, candid conversation about their mental health and just kind of therapizes them for a couple hours every week. And it That's is- That's awesome. It's amazing to watch because he's a licensed psychiatrist. So he has like credentials. He went to Harvard. Okay. And uh, he, yeah, he just takes like a famous streamer and they'll talk like they're about the the streamer's personal problems or they'll talk about just toxicity in the community and what they can do to combat it. Like they have uh, panels where he brings on five or six streamers at once and they just talk about their communities and how they're trying to, you know, keep their mods. like, like huge streamers. Everyone thinks that it's probably, like, the easiest thing. It's probably one of the most stressful things. It seems terrifying, especially for women, because he had one, like, panel that was just women. And and my favorite streamer, Sweet Anita, was in there. She's incredible. I love her. She's so amazing. She has, like, severe Tourette's, so she's always, you know, 
shouting expletives and shit on, on stream. Yeah. Which is part of her draw, but at the same time, she has people that are like, you're just faking it for the money, you're faking it for attention, and... I mean, she's clearly not. <laughs> well, see, I don't like some of the people. They'll, they'll like, jump in her chat and, like, say some of her triggers to, like, yes. just get her going. It's awful. Like, come on. Yeah. But she has, like, a good community of mods now where that good. doesn't happen nearly as often. But yeah. she did have an issue with a stalker. So she's been, like, openly dealing with that and trying to get the police to help her. It's just streaming seems like a very difficult job. Yeah. I mean, that even goes on to TikTok. Because I just saw a TikTok the other day. This girl's manager, like, shoved her in the back room. Like, it just was a, kind of a quick story on the screen while she's just sitting in the back room, right? Yeah. Somebody had come into their store and yelled her TikTok name. Ooh. And so this person, I guess, has found out where she works and came to her work. So her manager, like, had her back and, like, shoved her in the back room and, like, made her hide and was like, she's not here, you know? That's scary. And, like, this guy had her back, but... Somebody found out where she was, like, on TikTok to her job. Terrifying. That is terrifying. So I wanted to ask you a quick question. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess not a quick question. What is your outlook on life? What what do you... How do you think about life to make your way through it? Just a real quick question. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a big question. Yeah. I, I will give you mine if you would like first. Okay, sure. My outlook on life is there is so much bad in this world that I choose to focus on the good. Yeah. And that comes at my detriment as well. Because a lot of people say that I can't take things seriously. And a lot of people think that I am just a joker and that I don't, that I can't, like, be serious about things, right? Okay. Well, it's because that's how I get through it. Because I I see too much of the bad that's in the world, but I don't want that to be my focal point, you know? Yeah. I, I see a lot of the bad, but I want to promote the good because there is good and I don't want the bad to overshadow it, you know? Yeah, I agree. So I, I will admit, yes, I tend to take things to a joking manner, maybe a lot more than I should, right? But that's how I make it. Yeah. That's my that's my philosophy to get through. That's your coping mechanism, you know? That is my coping. Yeah. Yeah, I think um my like if I had to boil it down to a sentence, I would say leave it better than you found it, you know? And that's not just for mm. places, it's for people. So I like that. If you come into someone's life and your goal is to leave them better than you found them, you're trying to, you know, help them get through something or you know, just just be a, a positive influence in someone's life. I really like that. So don't go into someone's life and be like, I'm going to fucking wreck their shit. Like never, <laughs> yeah. never have that outlook. That's bad. Um, that's so I've been replaying God of War again lately. The new one. Yeah. And there is a sentence in that game that is the one thing that I really took away from it. Right. Okay. It's very early on in the game. Uh, he's hunting with his son. And his son just kind of, like, sees the deer they're, they're going towards. He just kind of runs up. He's loud. And he shoots. He misses. It causes a whole thing, right? Uh-huh. So Kratos gets really mad at him. And he's just, like, screaming at him. And he's like, what are you doing? You only... <sighs> and he takes a second. He breathes. And he goes, only fire when I say to fire. And he goes, I'm sorry. So, well, so the kid says that. The kid says, I'm sorry. And he goes, don't be sorry. Be better. Yeah. 
That sentence hit me so hard. Don't be sorry when you make a mistake in life because you're going to make a mistake in life. Life is nothing but us making mistakes and learning and being better because of them. Yes, that's 100% it. Like, life is nothing but a series of mistakes. You gotta, you gotta learn from them and you gotta internalize it, become better and then help other people be better through that as well. So I absolutely love your philosophy. I, that is one of the most perfectly worded things I think I've ever heard. Why, thank you. I love that. Just leave things better than you found them. That's, that is simple, but powerful. I love that. Yeah. That is fantastic. Um, Speaking about that, like, I just kind of thought, like, the way that people do cope, the way that they intake things, I think sometimes people take what people are into as, like, as, like, bad things. What do you mean? Like, Like, uh, like, video games are a bad hobby to have or something? Yeah, like, video games, movies, like, that kind of thing, because everyone knows that I love movies. Yeah. But every movie I watch, I take something from. To, like, weird extremes that you may not think about. Okay. Right? Like, I can't... Like, every movie I watch, I take something away. It's not just, oh, that was a good story. Like, I I know that I've told on here uh, The Iron Giant. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. When I tell that movie to somebody, it's not, oh, it, it's a giant robot and a kid that meets him and that stuff. To me, that movie is the power to choose to be... Like you said, a good influence in the world. To be Superman. It is It is the power of choice. Yeah. Because we all have a choice. And sometimes life makes it hard to think that you do have it. Yeah. You know? For sure. Man, we, we, we're just going deep. We're going man. deep. Get the shovels out. Like, Put your that's what we're here on. for. Like, everything I watch, I want people to, to, to know that your interests, your hobbies... They're, they're always valid. They're always valid. And don't let somebody tell you that they're not. Because I know that, like, very recently, just a couple of days ago... So, here's here's a brief aside. I threw my back out really bad a couple of days ago. Okay. Because <laughs> we got um, a new mattress, ironically. And I was like, this mattress is going to make my back feel great. I'm going to put it on the bed immediately. And it was... It's not a solo adventure. <laughs> like, I should have asked for help in that moment. Okay, then, like, so, so you threw out your back... Lifting the mattress, not simply laying on the mattress. Right. Yeah. Lifting okay, the mattress, hefting it up onto the bed by myself. Um, okay. Shouldn't have done that because it was huge. But um, yeah, so I've just been like laying in bed trying to recover and I've been watching just a ton of TV and not moving <laughs> and yeah. I felt, I felt guilty for it and I was like, God, I should be doing anything else than laying here and watching TV. And then I had to sit back and think like... First of all, I'm injured, so I shouldn't be out of bed. Very true. And second of all, why is watching TV considered an invalid hobby? Because I'm learning something. I'm watching the cooking channel, you know? I'm actually watching somebody cook a vegetarian meal. I can take this information and I can internalize it and use it for better. And I mean, even something as simple as that, you know, don't ever feel bad and don't let yourself make yourself feel bad about just hanging out, chilling watching tv there's nothing there's no shame in that injury or not yeah as as long as the hobby that you have is building you shaping you growing you in some way how can you say 
that it's bad. Yeah, and even just watching like a stupid fiction TV show, like, you know, watching a cartoon, is it helping you emotionally in that moment? Is it giving you something? Is it feeding your creativity? What is it doing for you? It's doing something. Otherwise, you wouldn't be watching it, right? I mean, I'm going to I'm I'm going to go ahead and take it there. But you know, a big reason that I like My Little Pony so much. Uh-huh. There was a time when I was in like the darkest place I'd ever been. And that show really did help push me through those times. Yeah. Thinking that life is always going to get better. Uh my favorite song in the whole show still is is from really early on. And it's just called Smile. And it's all about how being a positive influence on everybody else and getting that smile makes it all worth the trouble to go through it. You yeah, know? that's nice. And I was like, that's actually, you know what? Like, yes, I am going through some stuff. I'm having a hard time. But why is my having a hard time going to keep somebody else from being able to smile today? You know? Yeah. I should be a positive influencer, even though that's going on. You know? Yeah. Because it's not anybody else's fault that life has gone the way it has gone, you know? Right. And so, yeah, if if your hobby, if if your if your fursona makes you happy, <laughs> we are all about that shit. We are all about that shit. Put that fursona on. We are all about everything. That's why, you know, we've always wanted to just hear about it from somebody else in that way, you know? Yeah, for sure. I just want people to know that life can be hard. There can be a lot going on, but you have to find a way to make it through it. Yeah. I think hobbies are a great way to just kind of disconnect and really kind of look at yourself and look at what you want to do. Like if your hobby is watching TV, cool. If your hobby is drawing or whittling or singing, dancing, I don't know, just something that I is fucking stress- wish I knew a whittler person. That would I've, be the coolest. That would be the coolest. You kidding me? <laughs> Whittle away. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's important to have hobbies in this day and age because they're stuck inside, but nothing to do. Like find a hobby, throw yourself into it. And another thing about hobbies, like if you feel the need to share it on social media, that's awesome. And you should do that, but temper your expectations because I know there's like thousands of people out there on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram, TikTok, everything that are just like, I drew this incredible ballerina and she is the most beautiful piece of art ever in the whole wide world and they get a billion trillion likes and yeah if you go post your ballerina that you drew and it gets four likes don't ever compare yourself to that person that got a billion likes because that's that's bad yeah and you have to think you don't know that person's story yeah that too have 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 they been drawing 20 years longer than you have right like you can't just say I'm not as good as them because we posted a picture the same day and mine didn't go near as far. Yeah. So we don't know what, what, what everything is. You the know? whole, the world of social media is, it's excellent, but at the same time can be so detrimental to people's med- mental health. Like if you're going to post your hobby, whatever you want on social media, go ahead and do it, but don't have an expectation that it's going to blow up and you're yeah. going to be the next big thing. You're going to have this sensational, incredible thing that you did overnight like that's about this podcast you know we we make this podcast we're a year and a half into it we're not getting a billion downloads every monday or whatever you know it's fine yeah we we make this for for the hobby of it 
We make it for our yeah. friends. We make it because we want to have our conversations out there. Yeah, we make it for us. I mean, it's cool to get extra listeners and stuff, but at the same time, I'm not posting it every Monday like, this is going to be it. This is going to be our big break. We're going to do it. Yeah. That's kind of what I was going to say when you said, you know, don't post something waiting for everybody else to be about it. Yeah. Don't try to make your happiness reliant on other people. Yes, that's what it boils down to. That is so important. Like, don't let other people dictate how you feel about things. Do the things that you like to do and do it for yourself. Yes. Because you can't. You can't expect the world to make you happy. You have to make you happy. It's your journey that is going to make you happy. And if your journey is not making you happy, change your journey. Exactly. The world doesn't owe you anything. Yeah. You have to find your way through this world. And that sounds... That sounds cold and it sounds lonely, you know. But in doing your things, you will find the people that will be around you and give you that warmth surrounding it. Yes. You can't just go, I need to have people and I need to have the warmth now. Right. Because then you're not going to find the right people. Yeah. That's that's another way that social media has trained us, you know, that we need to get that dopamine hit from seeing the little red heart in our notifications. Like somebody liked my shit, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's so important to take a step back, like disconnect from social media if you can and just reevaluate where you are as a person sometimes like social media is great to connect with other people but you shouldn't rely on it i think that's why i don't use it as much yeah i'm really bad at it because i don't (laughs) i i I never really got into it i mean when i was big on twitter the biggest thing that i like to do and i still remember doing this i i was in college i was waiting for the class to start and i think we had all gotten twitter like around the same time Uh uh-huh and so what I did was I started singing the Pokemon theme and different people were like <laughs> replying with the next line. Yeah. To me, that is social media at its peak. Not a like, not anything else, but just that was a nice little c- communal moment for all those people in that little joke. And then it was good. Everyone just you sharing know? a nice human interaction. Yeah. Yeah, the human interaction, not the not the, the thumbs up, the hearts and all that kind of stuff. You know? Yeah. It's just important to have like genuine human to human interaction in your life. And if you are not getting that from social media, you need to take a step back and find your support system because life gets hard without a support system. Yes. Life is just a wild ride. It is. This is a deep episode. I mean, I mean, it is. That's what we're here for. Yeah. If, if you need our social interaction on social media, write to us, talk to us. I mean, that's what we're here for. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to tell you about this guy because you made me think about it. Okay. Um, I don't think he started on TikTok. Maybe he did, but he's been on YouTube. He's been on the Good Morning America show and all this stuff. Okay. I maybe told you about this, but his whole his whole gimmick is he will walk up to a random person and he says, are you happy? <laughs> that's the whole thing. And they're like, what? He's, are you happy? And he gets into the most like real conversations about stuff sometimes yeah that's how you open a conversation right there and so the whole premise of his whole thing i'll have to find a link to this guy some of the things that he's encountered just by saying three words to people are just mind-blowing i bet and most of the people he's found that are happy they looked for their own happiness you know yeah 
Um, and I went through his page until I found somebody that finally said no. Because oh. I wanted to hear that person. Yeah. You know? Because are you really just going to tell some stranger, oh, yeah, I'm not, you know? I think it's easier to tell not be that real. a stranger than it is to tell somebody you're close with, you know? That's another yeah. way people flock to social media because you can be open on the internet. You can tell a stranger over in Taiwan your deepest, darkest fears because they're never going to see you face to face and confront you about it. Yeah. So this guy, some, so he has people that send him voicemails and stuff. Yeah. And this, this one like really got to me. Uh, this guy just goes, Hey, I love what you do. I've watched all of your videos. And he goes, and it made me stop and think I'm not, I'm not happy. Oh, he's like, he was like, I'm not happy. I'm currently pursuing a career that my parents wanted for me. And I always thought that's what I wanted, but it's not, you know, and he's like, and I'm really trying to reevaluate my state in the world because of a question. Are you happy? Yeah. You know? And I think that's a great question that you should think about, too. Are you happy? Right. Um, so, Kelsey, are you happy? I mean, in this moment, I think so. As happy as I can make myself. I am happy. And I always find... So, here's, here's an as- aspect of life that I've never quite understood. Okay. You know, like... You'll talk to some people and they're like, man, like, I really miss the old days. <laughs> yeah. Like, people that want to go back to an older time. Yeah, people that reminisce about high school and stuff as if it was the best four years of their lives. That's that's regression. You're losing things. Yes. You're losing years of time that you've gained now. Every time I've always asked myself, when's my happiest point in life? It's always been then. Just like right now? Yeah, right, right now. Yeah. Like... I have things that I didn't have before. So, like, okay. I mean, it's going to sound dumb, but, like, all right, so let's say when I was 17, right? Mm-hmm. I'd just gotten out of high school, all that kind of stuff. But, like, I mean, yeah, that, that was a good time. Like, t- I always say that 2007 was the greatest year ever. <laughs> and it was. It was the best year of my life, hands down. But I'm still happy now. Yeah. And I would never want to be in that time again i had that time i want to grow and have more from that time if i was in if if i was in 2007 i wouldn't have this podcast exactly i wouldn't have jinx yeah i wouldn't have taylor around i wouldn't have brand new god of war to play (laughs) you know yeah like life moves forward and grows and hopefully you have things that you enjoy that you say now's my best time Now's the best time of my life. There's always got to be something for you to, like, latch on to, to look forward to, you know? Like, that's that's a big part of how I have been getting through 2020, is just having things on the horizon to look forward to. And like we've said, it's becoming slim. Yeah, well. <laughs> but that's why we're here. We're trying to find you things to look forward to. And you got to put things on the horizon for yourself, you know? Like, yes plan to have something make a cool purchase online not like thousands of dollars it's gonna put you in debt and sadness just make like i'm gonna buy a cool little figurine and it's gonna come in and i'm gonna get that hit of dopamine and i'm gonna have that figurine and it's gonna be fantastic yeah which i'm just gonna go ahead and put out a little shout out ismail you're like the star <laughs> of the show today for real tag me in a post about a journey figurine right i literally read his post 
and had already purchased it within 60 seconds. <laughs> it is a cool figurine, to be fair. Man, Journey Journey was one of those things that I think can help you with like a it's it's a it's a sad game kind of, but it's but it's also beautiful in a way. Yeah. So, I know you've never played it. It's simply about the journey. It it the game's never about the destination. When you get where you're going, I'm going to go ahead and give you a spoiler for everyone that hadn't played, you know, this like 10-year-old game now, okay. right? When 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 you get to the end of the game, it restarts. Oh. The loop restarts again. It's always about the journey. It's always about walking to the mountain. And then it has that online system where it just pairs you with a random person online. And then you two take the journey together. Yeah. It's solely about getting there, but not so much about reaching the destination. You know? Right. It's all in the what journey. Are, what are the memories you made with this new person as part of your overall journey? You know? Uh-huh. And yeah, so I, I, I just had to buy that figure immediately because I actually saw it and kind of teared up thinking about... <laughs> my journey that i took the first time uh-huh that game really got me like i remember the first playthrough vividly so vividly and it was some guy that was in england when i when i when i got done it was just some guy and he goes thanks for being part of my first journey and i was like hey that was part of mine we kind of talked for a little bit he was in england i was in texas and we've never spoken again it was just one tiny piece of the overall journey but it has lasted with me all this time yeah he left you better than he found you yeah never think that a small thing that happens in life be it good bad or anything won't contribute to your overall life right everything we do builds us grows us shapes where we're gonna go and what we're gonna be so if you're going through the hardest time right now it will get better Things always get better. You have to work to make it better. That's yeah. That's one thing a lot of people don't tell you. Like they say, it will get better, but you have to be part of your journey. You have to help yourself. Yeah. And then you're going to have grown because of the struggle that you've had. For sure. You're going to be stronger than you were before. Like they always say that, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger thing. Mm-hmm. Totally buy that. Unless it kills you. But I guess that's, <laughs> that's in the if yeah. statements. So... <laughs> What doesn't kill you just hasn't killed you. But if it has killed you, well, that's it. <laughs> what doesn't kill you hasn't killed you yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Man, um, another a big thing about uh, COVID is that we've all had to work from home or like a lot of people have had to move their work from home. Yeah. And uh, I think that a big part of the stress that comes from that is people people are having a harder time leaving their work at work because it's it's much harder to disconnect when you're working from home your office becomes your bedroom how how can you put your work away and say like i am done with it now i think that's been a big um stressor in these in these trying times that was always a big one for me. Like when we started to work from home, everyone's like, aren't you happy? And I was like, <laughs> no. No, now my stressor is just where I live. I have never enjoyed a job that I've owned. I've never worked a job that I wanted to and fully liked. Yeah. I've, I've, I've always worked in a field that I swore I would never work in. Yep. 
I have always worked a job that truly deep down in my core, I didn't want. Right? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it was so bad at one point, like, I used to have to wake up in the morning and, like, look in the mirror, do some power posing, right? <laughs> yeah. I had to look in the mirror and tell myself why you're going to work today. Don't forget this is why. This is the reason that you're there. Like, go get it done. You right? have, like, your Homer Simpson do it for her poster? Yeah, but it was just me in the mirror. <laughs> um... I never really liked to take stuff to work and decorate it as my own. Really? Yeah, because I literally keep work and home separate. Yeah. It's 100% it's... when I walk into work, I'm at work now. I would think about life at home, but like as soon as I hit the door, <laughs> I didn't think about work, period. Right. The end. It's over. I'm not worried about what I have to do tomorrow. That's tomorrow's problem when yeah. I come back to work. Yeah, I, I've been struggling with that too. Like I, like I've said before on the podcast, I've been working from home for several years now, but because I'm literally just stuck at home now, I don't have, I don't have places to go. I, I've been struggling because I used to have my gaming, podcasting and office all in one room. Okay. So I would spend all fucking day in the same room, like working on one side of it. And then when I'm done work, I go over to the gaming side of the room and I do my the podcasting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I I had to, to separate those out. And now I have like my podcasting gaming art studio. And then I have my work in like another section of the house. So that's been okay. a big help for me, just kind of compartmentalizing it. And another thing I did is that I've been struggling terribly with insomnia since quarantine started because okay i just fucking lay awake and think like what if richard died tomorrow (laughs) oh my god (laughs) what if i die tonight yeah and i just stare at my ceiling and have dark thoughts but um i always felt like i was not productive in the mornings because of that because i would wake up and like just think about pounding coffee for the next two hours and uh yeah not be productive at all at work and i told my boss i was like hey i can't sleep anymore i'm having troubles here and she was like, oh, my God. And she helped me work out, like, a different schedule that I can work. So instead of going to work at 8 a.m., now I work at 10 a.m. So it's been much awesome. more, like, convenient for my lifestyle, I guess. I can still stay up and have my panic thoughts and still feel productive in the morning. There you go. Okay. So it's been awesome. I know that not everybody has that ability to, first of all, work from home. And to second of all, have a boss that's cool enough to flex your schedule out like that. But if it's something that you can take advantage of with your company, I would 110% recommend it because I feel so much lighter and freer now that I can manage my schedule differently. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's been, it's been a great week. So the separating out the work at home thing, Mm -hmm. this just made me think, um, you know, there are those people that bring their work home in their head, Mm -hmm. right. Or whatever. And so this ties back to, to movies and how they shaped me as a person because I am constantly trying to learn from them. Yeah. One of the reasons I never wanted a job like that is how many like 90s movies can you remember where it's always, well, dad's at work, so he can't come to my little league game and like yeah. he always misses this, that's, he always misses that, right? That's a huge theme. Because it's real. Yeah. I mean, there are people that think that if they pour their entire life into their job that the job will reward them one day 
And that never fucking happens. I'm going to tell you that right now. Corporate America doesn't give a shit about you. It does. But it happens to, like, 1%. Yeah. If all of us are at... So, let's say there's 10 of us. 10 of us are doing it. Only one of those people is going to become what we think we're going to get from that. Yeah. And it's not for, like, lack of hard work either. You know, I've seen people that work so hard their entire lives. They just put their face to the grindstone. And all they get is a bloody face. They don't get promoted. I see no benefit to doing that because I've never seen the reward be worth it. Yeah. And And this is not to say, like, don't try at your job, you know? Like, go ahead and give it your all, but don't give it your soul. Yeah. Um, There was a guy at my last job. um, He he did that so much. And I came up with one one of the lines I'm most proud of on the face of this planet. Oh, yeah? Ready? He had pulled an all-nighter doing something, right? Okay. It's like, take a take a look at this. And I pulled out my driver's license, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, what does it say right here? And he goes, that's your address. And I was like, yeah. Does that have this building's address on there? <laughs> and he was like, no. And I was like, yeah. So it shouldn't be your address. Amen. Everybody has to work to live. And we, and I mean, I understand that. Yeah. If you love your work... Pour your heart and soul into it. For sure. Do that. But if you're working for a paycheck, do what you need to do. And then go home and stop thinking about it. Your company is not going like, man, I really wish, I really, I'm planning on how I'm going to make Kelsey's life better. Yeah, right? (laughs) They're not thinking that. Absolutely not. They're thinking, oh man, she did a a good day's worth of work. Good for her. You know? I did the rat race for like three four years at my last job and it wore me down like i had a boss who was literally calling me at night to see to get like updates on what i had done throughout the day after my shift had ended you know and it was it was a corporate job it wasn't something that was feeding my soul it wasn't something that was I i don't know it wasn't uh it wasn't a good fit i would say but yeah i i i did learn from it you know I learned that I don't need to to work 24-7 to make myself feel good. Yeah. I I think I've had to accept the fact that I I will never be, like, crazy rich. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm never just... going to have a job that just makes me, you know, insanely comfortable. Yeah. Comfortable is good enough. Like... Yeah. I'll be fine with two bedrooms and a roof. That's cool. Yeah. Like, I just want to be, you know, like if, ooh, did you hear about the new game that's coming out? Well, let's go buy it. Right. That's, that's, that's comfortable. Yeah. You know, to just like, well, I don't have to worry about, oh, everybody wants to go out to eat. Let's go eat. Yeah, sure. You know, to not have to like struggle with, well, can't really go out to eat because that has to last me a month. Right. You know, just comfortable is good. And, you know, we all have that that thought that, you know, we're going to work so hard and be making, like, a million dollars a year it's and buying not, Ferraris left and right. It's like, not feasible. It's not sustainable. Like, the people that do that, I mean, they call them the 1%. Yes. You know? But how many people did they step on and hurt to get there? Right. You know? The other I don't want to step on and hurt nobody. You know? I want to earn my fair share and then just be good. Yes. You know? Don't pour yourself into a job that's not going to pour itself back into you. Yeah. That's 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 not a way to get through life. 
I have always been real big on work is work, home is home. And that's why I love going to an office. I have to go somewhere to go to work. Yeah, I I definitely see the benefit of that for sure. I mean, yeah, it costs gas and stuff, but it was good mentally for me. Yeah. You know? It just works different for some people. Yeah, some people, I mean, some people's jobs might be a perfect fit for you to work from home, you know? Yeah. But like you said, you've had to make a, a new room for it. Yeah, I made know? a room. I made schedule adjustments. I have it in a situation now where it works for me. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. Find a way to sustain your your work-life balance. Like, all these companies tote they have a work-life balance, mm-hmm. you know? But wasn't really work-life balance when I had to go to the UK and they didn't even give me a, a desk to sit in. Yeah. I was put on the corner of somebody's desk. That's pretty fucked up. Nobody cared. They cared that I got there to get it done. Yeah. But not what what comfort level I had to get it done. Yeah. Just get it done. And a lot of companies, that's how they see, they do see you as a number. Yes. And if you have a company that does not see you as a number, take that as, as, as a big win. Yeah. Hold on to that company. Yeah. You probably won't get a lot from them (laughs) because if they see you as a number, you're probably one of just a few employees there probably. Yeah. Because when you hit corporate America... You are a a drop in the bucket. Yep. You get lost. And some people like that. And if you like that, if you love the corporate scene, more power to you. Sure. I've yet Just to because meet somebody who loves that corporate scene. But if you're into it, man. You do know somebody. Who? You do know somebody. Uh, little Miss Haley. Really? Dreamed of the corporate scene. Oh my god, Haley. Yeah, she loves it. Well, leave your work at work, Haley. She can't do it. Uh. No, no. She's good about that, but she has always dreamed of the office job, sit at a desk, do your stuff, get it done kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's what works for me. Like, have a job, get it done, leave the job. <laughs> One more thing about quarantine. So I've been seeing a lot of articles online and just a lot of negativity out in the world about people gaining weight during quarantine. Mm-hmm. At first, it was simple, cute stuff like the quarantine 15. Everyone make sure you're still getting your walks in or whatever. But now it's like, are you fat in quarantine? Are you getting cholesterol? Do you have that spare tire? Like, I... (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking me up so bad. I just... I want the world to be okay with the way they look. I, I know it's a hard journey and a lot of people are on it for the whole life they have, but... It's just, it's so, it's so frustrating to me to, I know that children are watching TV and there's like commercials out there, fucking commercials that they're making these days that are like talking about how everyone's getting fat in quarantine and you need to get this diet pill or get this new exercise machine or subscribe to Peloton or whatever. It's just, yeah, I wouldn't stress out about it. Everyone is going to get a little bit chubby in quarantine and it's fine. And if you want to lose the weight okay, do it responsibly and, you know, go on a walk or something. I don't know. Wear your mask while you're outside. But I, it's, everyone needs to calm down and stop focusing on getting fat in quarantine. Like, yeah. I, wear, wear the leggings and the big t-shirt. It's fine. If you gain a few pounds, it's okay. Like, don't, don't make your whole 
it's it's okay to not make your entire quarantine about getting swole and getting that beach <laughs> yeah. body. We missed summer. Summer's gone. Goodbye, summer. We're in September now. It's fine. I mean, I just had a conversation with Taylor the other day. Every Everybody you meet wants to change one thing about themselves. Yeah. So, you know, we... We think that these models and all these people, you know, they're like super skinny and they're just perfect, right? Yeah. And they look in the mirror and they're like, God, my fucking cheekbones are too low or something. Well, I mean, it doesn't even have to be purely physical. I mean, everybody has something that they want to change about themselves. Yeah. And everyone's on that journey to be perfect. Uh Uh-huh. You know? And there is no perfect. And that's what's perfect about it. Um, Yeah. I actually bought this book. I wish I had it with me. Man. So I I read this book when I was in like first or second grade. And I actually bought it after I'd gotten out of college. Wow. Again. It's like a 40-page book. Like, like it, it's a know-nothing book, right? Yeah. But it's about being perfect. And it's this kid who finds a book that teaches him how to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's reading the book and he keeps doing all the steps to be perfect and when he gets to the end, the book's like, you can't get there. It's like, do you really want to be all the things that I just told you to do in this book? Look, look at how ridiculous you've made life. Because one was like, <laughs> wear a stock of broccoli around your neck. Right? Okay. <laughs> and the kid does it. The kid does it solely to attain that perfectness at the end, right? Yeah. And the message of the book is, you're not perfect. And that's life. That, that is, is the way things are. Yeah. And I bought that book to keep that message around. That's like, wonderful. It is a children's book. But that is a that is a real message that I think adults lose when they get older. Yeah. And I know it's difficult to be like trapped alone with your thoughts and all you have is you in the mirror and you start looking at yourself and you're like, what pieces of me suck? And you just try to like mentally cut away those pieces. I, I get yeah. it. I've been there. But you've got to just... <laughs> Find your happiness and live in the happiness if you can. You are you at the end of the day. Yes. Everybody has what they can bring to the table. I mean, I personally, I wish my voice was deeper. Really? I do. Sometimes. I'm like, man, I could use a deeper voice. That'd be okay with me. You know? Yeah. But that didn't stop me from making a podcast with my (laughs) higher pitched voice. Right. You know? Everybody can find some fault with themselves, but there are people that still love you with those faults. Yeah. And just because you see them doesn't mean everybody else sees them. Right. Sometimes I wish that people that were down on themselves could... I wish sometimes that I could project what I see to people so that they could see that, like, like the way that I view something. Yeah. If you do feel bad about your 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 weight something else with your body just know that you're you're good you're you're part of what makes this world diverse and interesting and someone else is gonna look at you and see the sunshine out of your ass you know no shit exactly if you want to change something about yourself i mean you should be able to you should be able to 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 do what makes you want to be happy sure find a healthy way to work toward the goal that you want for yourself You got to find a healthy way and just know that no change is instant. Yeah. Change is not instant in this world. Change is inevitable and it is a long process. Yes. Like there's too many people that 
like jump on those fad diets because they promise an instant result. Right. I used to do those when I was a kid. I'd be like, oh, don't eat bread for 10 days. I can do that. And then I would drop 10 pounds. Next week I would eat bread again and gain 15, you know? I think... I think patience is a big thing that we as a people need to learn again. Yeah. Like, we don't really have patience now. No, instant gratification. Another thing that fucking social media has brought to our generation. Yeah, see, there there you go. <laughs> Bringing it back full circle. Uh, yeah, it, it's just small, gradual steps toward the thing that you want to be, and you will eventually make it there. And if... Yes. I, I don't want you to define your happiness by the end goal. Define it by the journey. Life is a wild road of shit yes it's it's going to be good it's going to be bad it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be weird but just know that if you are if you are doing good you're being good you're leaving things better than you found them life will find a way to treat you right yes uh so one of my other ones taylor will tell you about this one it's one of my biggest things that i say Right? Okay. And you know where I got it? A movie? From Shrek 2. Oh my god. It's one of the biggest lines that I do live my life by. It's really close to yours. It's just be good. Yeah. Uh, when the giant gingerbread monster thing gets his arms broken off and he's drowning in the oh, moat. Oh man, that's, that's the saddest scene. I know. I, I cry when I talk about it, so I'm probably going to cry now. <laughs> but all he says to Gingy is be good. You know, and I think that's one of the most universal truths that you can take in life. Be good. Yeah. Leave things better than you found them. Yeah. We get so swept up in, like you said, the social media, instant gratification, all stuff that sometimes we just lose sight of. Be good. Be a positive influence in the world in a way that you can. And life will take care of you in some way. Yes. You may not have the life that you want, but you'll find the life that makes you happy and that you need. For sure. Well, I am emotionally spent. Yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. (laughs) And on the note of being the change that you want to see in the world, please make sure you go to vote.org and make sure you're registered to vote. I just got to remind you guys, it's coming up very soon. The election is upon us. I want you to get out there, get your voice heard. Use a mail-in ballot if you can. Use um, a mask if you have to go out and wait in physical line. Vote early if you can. Take advantage of all the different things the political system is doing for us to get our votes counted. So I am back in active uh, category. Hell yeah, boy. I updated my address. Do you know if Texas is doing a mail-in ballot thing? They are not. Okay, because I was trying to find this thing and I was like... Don't come to this government site. Go to your state site. Yeah, I think... And it was like, every state has a different rule. So I was going to say, if they were, and you know about it, could you post it for us? Yeah, I don't believe Texas is allowing us. I know that you can't for fear of COVID. Like, that's not a valid reason. But if you have, like, a specific, like, an absentee ballot or something, I think you can still do that. But go to vote.org. It has all the information on there by state. It has polling places that you can go to. It has everything that you could possibly need. It's an awesome resource. Do you want to do good and be good? Leave this podcast better than we found it? Yes, please. Okay. All right, folks. I want you to please tell your friends about us and help us grow our audience. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you just share it with a friend. Maybe somebody who's struggling with their mental health or somebody who's struggling on their journey to happiness. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platforms. You never miss an episode. We release weekly every darn Monday. 
If you got a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that really, really helps us reach many more listeners just like you. And don't forget, even though we just shit on social media, <laughs> you can find us on social media. Hell yeah. Uh, we are at YMBTOAP on Twitter, Instagram. We got a TikTok. We got YouTube and Twitch, which we will be making heavy use of coming up soon in October. Uh, also, don't forget about our Facebook page. And don't forget the most important ymbtoap at gmail.com please give us your listener mail if you i know that we were told to go deep on some topics if you have some go deep topics clearly we just went about an hour and a half on just being happy in life if you have something else that you want tell us about it if you have just a story that you want to share with us we would love to read that we love to see different aspects of life Ways that you are coping or overcoming with something. Yes. Uh, as Kelsey said earlier in the show, if you would like to tell us about something happening in your life, but you don't want us to tell other people, we can read it anonymously. And maybe our listeners can reach out and talk to you about it. We can talk to you about it. We want to make sure you guys are happy and safe. Yes, that's our number one goal. Because at the end of the day, we love you guys. You come here, you listen to us, and we love you for it. We and we want so to make much. sure that you guys are happy and taken care of as well. And on that note, our theme song is The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube. He's putting out the good tunes. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And please tune in next time because the answer to that burning question. Are you happy? I'm happy. Me too. One more important sound we wanted you to hear. All right, pour myself a nice cup of Job. Okay. What? Cup of Job? Yeah. (laughs) Is that supposed to be coffee? (laughs) Well, you know how people cook coffee a cup of Joe? Yeah. So, I think it's from like Rugrats or something. The kids called it like Cup of Job. I really thought we were going to get into one of these like, for all intensive purposes... Oh kind God, of thing no. and you were like yeah a cup of job and it's like no cup it's a job, cup of job like, from the biblical thing okay. you know job you woke everybody up apparently. i was i was worried there for a second like do, <laughs> do i need to teach grammar to the grammar nazi <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>